We want to generate events. We want events to be contributing uh, meaningfully and purposely to our community's values and priorities. Welcome to Kelowna Talks, where we explore the why behind the decisions that shape your city. Together, we open the curtain and dig deep into current issues, plans, and policies that come out of City Hall. Thanks for joining us as we talk about Kelowna and the topics that matter to you. Hi, everyone. I'm Bob Evans, Partnership Director at the City of Kelowna and host of our Kelowna Talks podcast. I acknowledge that our community is located on the traditional, ancestral, unceded territory of the Silks, Okanagan people. Well, I feel like we've talked about this way too much lately, everything we have and haven't done in the last two years uh, during COVID. And as we start to get back to normal, I'm still reminded about all the time we had personally, that I had, that I personally missed doing events, hockey games, festivals, concerts, live music, and so on. So I'm encouraged that we're finally slowly opening back up again and starting to see some of these events that we miss so much. And I personally spent one or two days on patios, enjoying libations so, and some music. So it's been great. Now, um, which leads me to what we're talking about today. We're chatting with Chris Babcock, our event development supervisor, to talk about the new event strategy and our signature event. Welcome, Chris. Pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, nice to have you. So uh, we'd like to start these off uh, finding a little bit about Chris Babcock, who you are, what you do for fun, and uh, when you're not focusing on your city work, what uh, brings a smile to your face, Chris? Uh, well, I guess uh, I, I'm from a small town in the Kootenays, Trail, BC. Um, I say that I'm that's my home, but I've been away from it longer than I've lived there now. But uh, I'm happy to call Kelowna home now. I've been with the city, I think, 18, going on 18 years. Oh, that's a, that's a good run. Good run. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's been enjoyable, to be honest, uh, the whole time. Uh, but in my spare time, you know, what brings a smile to my face really are my kids, my three kids. I have a, a boy who's almost 16 and boy-girl twins who are 14. So they're all uh, heavily involved in their sports and activities. So You're a busy I'm, guy. Yeah. When I'm yeah. not at work, yeah. I'm working as a, a cab driver, yeah. per se. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And what about you personally? What, uh, you know, what, what are your, what's your thing? Well, my thing, uh, you know, these days when I have time to do it is, uh, mountain biking. Okay. So yeah, I'm into the, uh, still into the downhill stuff and still into scaring myself and doing that sort of thing and, you know, break, break a bone here or two, but, uh, I still try to act young, think young. But uh, good, my body's good. telling me a little different sometimes. Yeah, well, I have a few years on you, and I still try to act young, probably to my demise as well. But that's just what we do. So, okay, good to hear that. Uh, are you a live music fan? Yeah, I am. Very much so. I love live music. I regret to say that I don't play an instrument. That's one of the biggest regrets I have in my life. But I always tell myself it's never, never too late. Too late Chris, right? Come yeah. on, yeah. So one of these days. But uh, I, yeah, live music... Um, I think live music is superior to any form of recording that you can listen to. Of course, I do that as well in my truck and everywhere else. But um, when you can get in front of a live musician or a band, that's pretty special. Yeah, no, that's good to hear. And uh, so my understanding is that council just approved our first ever event strategy. Tell us about the strategy and... uh, how long has it been in the works to to get the strategy to uh, in front of council? Yeah, the strategy, it's... 
it seems like it's been a while. Um, like we started this process in 2017, but of course it wasn't the full five years we were working on it because COVID, of course, gave us some different responsibilities and duties in the meantime. Right. So really the, the strategy itself has probably been three years in the making. And how I can I best sum it up is it's more of a philosophical shift on how our community and our and the city perceive events in the community. So, um, and what I mean by that is we don't want to be just a container of events or a city that hosts uh, several different events. We want to generate events. We want events to be contributing uh, meaningfully and purposely to our community's values and priorities. So what do you mean by, help me understand, generating events? What do you mean by that statement? Yeah. Well, one of, the, one of the things is the signature event that we've, we're talking about and trying to generate that, not having an external organizer come in and saying, hey, we got this great event for Kelowna, you guys should host it. That's not going to go away, of course. We, we, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we welcome all those proposals. But we want to, we want to get involved in creating and generating those experiences for our community. Right. Something that, um, you know, we will work with the public on what they want to see, what's valuable to them. And then how can we package that into an event where everyone can come down and enjoy it, feel pride and be part of the community? Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you more questions about that special event in a minute, but, uh, I guess uh, I'm interested to see if you agree with this or not, but has Kelowna rested on its laurels a little bit in terms of its natural beauty and just the fact that people want to come here regardless of what we have to offer? Yeah. Or, um, you know, is it, have we focused too much just on special events in the summer? We need more year-round events. What's your, what's your take on that? Yeah, that's a, it's a tough one. Um, we definitely do have the desirable destination that people want to come here. And I'd be lying if I said that it didn't help us when we went after and procuring those big events. I think our destination really played a part in our being successful mm-hmm. in some of those uh, right. those bids. But we are still considered a summer town. It's tough to um, start looking at the shoulder season, even though our shoulder season now is expanding to what we traditionally thought was shoulder season of July and August. It's now expanding earlier and later. But when you ask in our public engagement exercises, the lake was the number one thing people mm. thought of. Sure. Right? When they thought of Kelowna. So that summertime uh, feel and identity is still still prominent. Yeah, it's probably, probably a natural. Obviously, it's just a matter of how do we mature from that position to a little bit more uh, diversity, I guess, in our seasonal offerings. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, and that's part of our strategy too. So the, the event development focus area of the strategy is um, part of that is going after those big events, you know, like Skate Canada, uh, the Briar, you know, things like that. And that's our opportunity to go after some of those events that may generate business in the off season, in the shoulder seasons, in the winter and stuff like that, and bring a different demographic to Kelowna to showcase those seasons as well. Yeah, fair enough. And you mentioned major events, and that brings me to, I guess, the tear in a lot of our eyes when we um, didn't weren't successful with the Memorial Cup, landing that back in Kelowna. So that was, uh, you know, that's a that's a bit of an issue. And with that, 
as a foundational statement, what are our strengths and weaknesses in Kelowna as we try to attract these events to our city? Can you help me understand that a little bit better? For sure. And that's a good question. So the strengths, of course, we just talked about the desirable location, you know, and I will say that uh, council has been, this council, uh, the last two terms really have been very supportive in giving us some resources to proactively go after those events. So we have a major event fund um, that we use to bid on events, right? So it is a very competitive process to bid on something like Memorial Cup or the Briar um, or Skate Canada, what have you. So we're competing with municipalities across the country. So having that resource and support, that financial resource and support uh, helps us in that It's critical, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now, one of the things I think we could improve on is as a community getting together and working on those bids a little bit more collaboratively Mm. than we are now. So what happens now is you have myself, um, my colleague from Tourism Kelowna, uh, basically kind of leading the charge on what events we want to identify and go after and are able to. And then we start the negotiation process with different stakeholders in town, you know, the venues, the accommodations, mm-hmm. um, different uh, key stakeholders like that. But um, it would be nice if that step was a little more collaborative rather than us not trying to convince them that this is a good thing and we should go after this and you guys should help us and support us. But it'd be nice if it was a collective, right? Mm-hmm. And we really, as a community and as a business community as well, work together to make, to achieve these goals. Okay. Well, I was going to ask that as the next question is why do we need an event strategy? What does it do for us as a community? And I, I would guess that that's one of the key aspects is just uh, getting the collaborative environment uh, ripe for these kind of conversations. Exactly. Yeah. And having council's endorsement behind the strategy, it really does help. And it's a strategy that we could also apply internally, right? So traditionally we, as the city and the different departments that comprise our organization, we all have our set objectives and our goals and priorities and budgets and things like of that nature. So even internally from an event perspective, of course, Mm -hmm you know, we could maybe even be moving away from that regulatory uh, body that we're traditionally of and move towards, hey, how can we make this happen, right? And not to say that we're not doing that now. Like, I mean, we have a really good events committee in place, which comprises all of those different departments. But it's competitive. You know, that's that's the big deal, obviously. If you're going to be competitive, you need a strategy. Exactly, Yeah. yeah. And then we need people to embrace that strategy. Without going into a whole bunch of detail for sake of time, like what are the key elements of of the strategy that you want to get across to our listeners? Yeah, so um, I guess the key, there's four key focus areas of the strategy. That's event uh, development, which we're talking about right there. Mm-hmm. Event uh, support, you know, how can we further support uh, the different events that come into town that are already here, um, whether that's through a volunteer program, financial assistance, different funding programs. The third focus area would be event uh, spaces. So how can we work with other departments on identifying or being part of the process for capital investment in different facilities? Mm -hmm. Uh, But that goes beyond. Um, Also, how can we identify or discover different 
creative spaces to host events. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, for example, rather than city park, could we host something fun and uh, memorable on top of a parkade? Mm-hmm. Right. So different little ideas like that. Sure. And then event, uh, event management is the last focus area. So it's how can we help our organizers through streamlined processes, permitting processes? Um, how can we help, uh, you know, our internal departments streamline uh, those type of duties as well? So the support uh, mechanisms are, are valuable too, because, you know, everyone is strapped for time, mm-hmm. resources. How can we make it easier and more effective for everyone? Okay. No, no, good. That's, that's a good summer. So we're an eventful city. Yeah. Is that a question? I'm not sure. Or a statement. We, uh, we definitely are in the transition to be an eventful city. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, at the top of our conversation here, you know, an eventful city is not just hosting a whole bunch of different events. It's actually being proactive and holistic and collaborative to, you know, generate and host events, but Mm -hmm. use events as a tool to help contribute to our community values and priorities. Okay. So with that collaborative approach, I am guessing that there was a lot of uh, interaction with uh, various community groups, the general public to inform the strategy. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, we did. We, um, we spent a lot of time engaging with those key stakeholders, uh, the public being, you know, really number one stakeholder out there. But, you know, the Downtown Kelowna Association, Tourism Kelowna, um, internal departments, emergency services, uh, hotel, motel accommodations, um, are different cultural groups out there. So we feel we did a really good job of engaging all of those people. We're not going to stop there. We're going to keep reevaluating and reviewing our process and be accountable and all that kind of stuff. So I see that engagement process continuing. It mm-hmm, doesn't work mm-hmm. until, unless we have that feedback and are really being accountable to ourselves. Well, I think it's important too, as you mentioned, that you look at constantly updating and and providing or listening to feedback and updating your your strategy and, and the documents. That, that's so critical, you know. As we write lots of documents inside the city, it's important for everybody to understand that these are not just a snapshot in time, that it's a living, breathing document. I'm guessing that's your strategy with that one. For sure, yeah. for sure. It has to be flexible because the event world is dynamic and it's ever-changing. So, um we, uh, that strategy need, needs to be adaptable and flexible for sure. Okay. So this is the fun part of the conversation. Well, it's not that it hasn't been fun, <laughs> but the signature event, you know, what is, why, what is, where's it coming from? Tell me about the signature event. What does that mean? And what's going to happen? Okay. Yeah. Well, I get us uh, excited here. For sure. Um, and it is exciting. I think, uh, we've been talking about it for, you know, a few years, a while. And one of the things that we, we have a, you know, on a regular year, Pre-COVID 2019, I think the last count we had over 180 events. Now, 180 events per year. Per year, okay. Of different types and sizes, of course. Um, What's the definition of the city-sponsored event? Or uh, si- on on city property, on o- city property, outside okay. on city property. Okay. Yeah. So we're a very busy community yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Now we have, I want to say maybe around 10 events that are over 20 years in duration, and that's a good thing. They become staples in our community. Mm-hmm. But those events are either targeted to a specific demographic. Like the Fat Cat Festival. Is exactly. Across yeah. the Lake Swim. Sure. Knox Mountain Hill Climb. Mm-hmm. You know, targeted to a specific demographic or a theme. Mm-hmm. But we really don't have one major event that, you know, is synonymous with Kelowna's identity, which is 
a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. aspects, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. our goal is to create something, start something that embraces all of those aspects of Kelowna, all the diversity, all the different cultures, all of our interests, sports and culture and everything like that. So that's the impetus behind it. Um, of course, COVID hit. You mentioned it was nice at the top of our conversation. It was nice to see and come back into all those events after mm-hmm. two years of being absent. Mm-hmm. So we recognized that as well and thought, you know what, this is the perfect time to go to council, ask for budget and some seed money to create something of that regard. So when we come out of this pandemic, we can maybe, uh, you know, give something back to the community so everyone can come back and enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. So you haven't told me what it is though yet, Chris. I, you know, you're, you're yeah. maybe circling here and I, I want to go to the bullseye of, okay, what's this going to look like? What can you tell us? What can I look forward to? Well, we're going to brand it. It's called uh, Kelowna Made. So, and the idea behind that is, like I just said, we are a whole bunch of different things now. And maybe decades ago, we were, Kelowna was, um, you know, identified as a sleepy retirement place, but uh, by the lake, right? But of course, we've got so many different aspects to our identity now that we want to embrace all of that, mm-hmm. you know, if we can, mm-hmm. as best as we can. So um, we're going to brand it Kelowna Made. So we want to have a local emphasis on the event. We want locals to come out and showcase their talent, you know, whether it's through sport or culture or music or ballet or dance or whatever it is, come out and that's going to be our um, motive for the future years is to get our local talent to be showcased mm, at nice, this event. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a partnership guy. So I like the idea of yeah. partnerships and I'm sure that you're hopefully attracting corporate sponsorships and corporate uh, attention to it as well. And absolutely money's yeah. always a bit of a challenge for us. So when is this going to happen? What, what are the next steps? When are you going to start sort of laying out, all the, uh, you know, the, the schedule, I guess. Yeah. So we're going to start small. So August 27th, we're going to have a one day festival of, and schedule of different activities for the, uh, the residents to come and enjoy and try out and things like that. But and so did you say, was it going to be city park or city park? City park. Yes. Okay. This year, city park. Yeah. yeah. We've seen a lot of events come and go. Um, and a lot of that is because they've, they're a victim of their own success. So we definitely want to start small. And purposely to grow it responsibly and okay. meaningfully. So the grand vision, I would love to see the whole city animated mm. with different events and, uh, you know, almost, you can almost get like use a passport or get a bucket mm, list okay. and go to sure. all these different places and try them out and experience and all that kind of stuff. But for now, we're just going to start small and keep that grand vision in mind so we can uh, strive to that. So what's the philosophy around starting small? Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, well, you know, the public has even said too, like they would like us to see it start organically, grow slowly. You know, they've seen, I guess, the negative side of some successful and popular events in the past. Mm -hmm. And they've grown so large that they've grown. um, They've had a negative impact in a a lot of. In a lot of ways. Perceptions. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so uh, we don't want that to happen. We want to be able to grow it slowly, identify those areas of improvement for every year and address those, address the gaps, the challenges that uh, we're going to experience because that's what happens with events. There's always room for improvement, right? So we want to make sure that we're 
able to tackle that effectively and not get overwhelmed right off the bat. So is this co-hosted by Tourism Kelowna in the city or who, who, are, the, who are the organizing principals? Yeah. So the city's leading it, mm-hmm. um, but we have uh, recruited uh, different stakeholders in the city, residents, you know, oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they make up the committee. Um, they're like Tourism Kelowna, Downtown Kelowna, they're all going to be involved, but we have a group of very uh, community-minded volunteers who have stepped up and wanted to be part of this, and each of them have their their respected backgrounds and expertise to help us in those particular areas, you know, like sponsorship and mm-hmm. marketing and things Good. like that, yeah. Okay, Chris, you mentioned that we're the victim of our own success sometimes uh, with these major events that we've had historically through the city, and I can think of a few um, the hydroplane boats we had, center of gravity, people say, hey, well, you know, are they coming back? What's going on with those events? And is that uh, is just something that's come and gone? Or is there a future for major events like that that attract people from all over Western Canada? Right. Yeah. And those examples are good examples of those events being a victim of their own success. Uh, you take center of gravity, for example, very polarized on people's perception of that event. Um, on one hand, people love it. That I talked about demographic before, that specific sure. demographic. Yeah, the youth demographic yeah, in that case. Really loved it. And um, to be honest, I went to it every year as the event supervisor. And the vibe in there was fantastic. And um, from a regulatory perspective, for an event like that, it was pretty dialed in as far as security and uh, uh, medical and everything like that. But, uh, you know, terrible tragedy aside... Mm-hmm, um, it was mm-hmm. very, uh, very well produced. Uh, the problem with that event, though, was after the event was done, and then you had 8,000 20-something-year-olds being flushed into the downtown core, which uh, wasn't something we were able to handle as a city very mm. effectively due to the limited resources we would have, mm-hmm. right? RCMP, ambulance, fire. Um, they were stretched very thin during that weekend. So would we see another center of gravity? Yeah, would it come back? Or or yeah. something like that? Yeah. Is it something we just have to mature into and grow into then? Or is that I think what we, I'm hearing? To be honest, I think we matured a lot because of that event. Now, would we ever entertain something like that again? Of course we would, right? But would we permit it again? I mm. think time will tell. We would have some different checks and balances. I think we would want to see... Um, is the location the right location? Uh, like I said, that event could have been very successful if it wasn't hosted in the downtown core. But, uh, you know, did I think it was a good event? Absolutely, I did. Um, for that specific demographic, for sure. It brought in a ton of money, mm-hmm. right? So if you're of the business nature, that economic impact was something that you were looking forward to every year. Now, there are some, like I said, didn't like the idea of the content of the event or how some of the kids dressed, the perceived activities that were happening inside the event. You know, those were happening. But like I said, when you're inside the event itself, it was pretty well regulated and um, and dialed in, like I said. So would we ever consider, I think it would be irresponsible for us not to consider any event that comes to town. Uh, we want to be open, but we also want to have the ability to say, hey, you know what? this one is not a good fit for Kelowna. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the event strategy. And that's tough, right? Yeah. That's Those are tough things to do. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at you as you're talking about that, thinking about you at the Center of Gravity, thinking all your friends must say, how do you get a job like this? How do you get to be the party guy <laughs> you know, for the city of Kelowna? So 
I didn't ask you that question. How did you fall in or purposely achieve this role and job? How did what led you here? Well, I think what led me here, to be honest, um, you know, I when I worked for the city, I started in the sport and recreation, of course, or active living and culture department. I came up through the sport uh, development uh, ranks, Um, but being from small town Kootenays, I've always uh, enjoyed tradition and I've always had a place of high value on community. Um, So when this job came open, I definitely competed for it because I felt I'd be a good fit uh, because of my my desire and passion for community. And um, I think events are a great way to represent that community feel and and uh, contribute to the type of place that we all want to live. Oh, good. That's a great answer. And one other thing that I came to mind as you're talking again, my mind just keeps rolling, is Meet Me on Bernard. You know, that's been one of the great successes over the last couple of years. And you're obviously a, a, one of the kingpins in, in that <laughs> uh, event as well, is my understanding. I... I absolutely love Meet Me on Bernard. And I love um, when we talk about what this strategy is trying to achieve, Meet Me on Bernard is the prime example, our first example anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you talk about collaboration, you talk about a holistic approach. You know, we have um, uh, a variety of different city departments involved in this. The DKA is heavily involved, Tourism Kelowna. We're all acting, and to quote our corporate uh, uh, vision, so to speak, we're all acting as one team right mm-hmm. now. And uh, we're doing that with other associations and organizations, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just city departments. Right. So it, it's very refreshing to see. Okay, Chris, we're kind of coming towards the end of our time here. Is there anything that we missed that you want to make sure you can get across to our listeners and either the event strategy or um, the special event coming up? Yeah, no, nothing uh, in particular. Um, you know, visit uh, our outdoor event uh, website and you can take a look at the strategy in detail but also just you know for everyone just to get out there and enjoy those events mm-hmm. I mean it really you know that social well-being and community pride and feeling it goes a long way so oh. uh, yeah I encourage everyone to get out there and- excellent and what people can't see is the smile on your face yeah. when you're describing this and uh, thank you Chris Babcock and we look forward to uh, seeing how you develop us into an eventful city Thank you for listening to this episode of Kelowna Talks. For more conversations about topics that matter in your community, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you liked what you heard, give us a five-star rating and review and share Kelowna Talks with your friends and neighbours. For more information about this podcast and other big community conversations, visit kelowna.ca slash community stories. Thank you.